It's another Monday, another episode of Talk About That. Uh. Here with Johnny, I'm John, and uh, we're always excited to bring you another installment of a little banter town. Installments. That's right. Five easy installments of yeah. forty nine ninety five. Yeah. Do you ever order things like that from no. the TV? Where no, you have I don't do f- payments. Fourteen easy payments of. No, I don't. Remember when I was a kid, you could get things COD. Remember that? Yeah, cash on delivery. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Who did you hand it to? I wonder if anybody ordered ordered like a cod, <laughs> and it was COD. You know, <laughs> I got my cod on COD. My, that's, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Um, I think it's not. It's not like I'm that I have a superior um, financial outlook or anything. It's right. just that the idea, like I'm a, I, I hate having unresolved yeah. things. So the idea that I owe three more payments just Well, that really was calling easy me. payments. There should right. be like three easy payments and one really difficult payment. <laughs> the last one's like way more. Yeah. I don't, uh, yeah. No, no, my my no. COD COD business is going to take off. You watch. You order, order COD from us just for the halibut. That kind of a thing. No? I'd say we went to the St. Louis Zoo. That reminded me of, of Roy Stone's favorite joke because, you know, he's all pun. It's yeah. all children's pastor. Yeah. All pun and wordplay, you know, and uh, that is what do you get when you cross an elephant with a rhino? Oh, an elephino. Yeah, yeah. an elephino, you know. I heard, you know, they're doing uh, Sirius XM has a Johnny Carson channel now where they're airing the old Tonight Shows. Oh, wow. Which is really cool. Yeah. Johnny Carson's the best host ever. He's just so – he had such a way about him of the the characters he did were great. And him and Ed had a great chemistry, but there was also something about the way that he would make the show about other people. He yeah. knew how to get out of the way and set them up to be great. And right. it's very rare to see someone in today's world that has that because we're kind of like me first, me first. And everybody's worried about looking the best. But he did do this one character that I think is so good. He would do, uh, if you don't know Carson, he did this thing called Karnak. Yeah. Where he would put on a wizard's, you know, it was almost like a turban. Yeah. Uh, maybe it wouldn't work in 2019 now right. that I think about this. but And he would hold an envelope up to his head and he would make a guess on what the answer to the, you know, the basically he's saying the punchline first. Right. And then delivering what is in the envelope. And so it's almost like Jeopardy. And it was just such a funny delivery. And I remember as a kid thinking it was the funniest thing. And the funniest one of those that ever happened is a viral clip. If you watch, if you could, people will know this, but if you don't know this uh, joke, yeah. Uh, he held it up one day and he said, and they were playing this on Sirius today when I was coming in. That's why it was in my mind. <laughs> he holds it up to his head and he goes, sis, boom, bah. And then it goes, sis, boom, bah. Do you remember this? Yeah. And then he opens it up and he goes, name the sound of sheep exploding. Name the sound <laughs> of a sheep exploding. And I, it's still one of the funniest things ever. And it's clean. It's like, it's such a weird, uh, I don't know. I'd love that. Delivery. So we did that at church one time. We yeah. did that in one of our churches. And Dale Matthews did the Ed McMahon voice. He was the Ed McMahon. He would repeat yeah. everything I said. And, and it was like, uh, I was the, the, what was I? I was the great W and I had a wizard, like yeah. a pointy. Yeah. We could have had some complaints on that one. Because so, I looked, I looked like a witch. I looked like a, a warlock with my hat. My pointy You always hat. looked real frustrated when Dale would repeat. Yeah. I would said. look over like, really? <clears throat> yeah. Because that's what Carson would do. So it was all total yeah. ripoff of Carson when oh, we did yeah. it. But I remember one time it was like uh, I read the thing. I read the. I held it to my head and I said the Bolivia, Panama, you know, or whatever, in some other country. And then uh, the Bolivia, Panama, yeah. and then we opened it up and it said, "Name three countries where Pastor Andrew is considered tall." <laughs> and that's right. Yeah. That's the. Our pastor's short. Oh, uh, what a good sport he was. He yeah. was a good sport. Yeah. We say that like he's gone. He's here. Right. He was a good. <laughs> God, so he is a good sport. <laughs> Well, was, he's I mean, not good at sports. He's, he is. I hope, he, I hope he's listening. I wonder where that came from. The whole "you're a good sport." I don't know. It's like when old people used to call little kids "sport." Hey, sport. Yeah. What do you say? What do you say? Sport? Yeah, good sport. And they would like tassel your hair and give you a Werther's. I'm ready to bring that one back. Like see you know, a little kid. How you doing there, sport? But we don't have enough hair tasseling going on. No, I do. Do you tassel? Yeah, I got. Like there are several kids in the church. Yeah, like it's just a, it's just a yeah. Hey man, like just you know. There's stuff up. in the hair now though. Kids are more stylish. Yeah. Get that hair. Get that hand caught. I'm always shocked how thick their hair is. You know, compared to mine. Compared or yeah, but I just I just <laughs> you know there's a we talk about this my senior year um, superlatives senior yeah. superlatives photos like I had like the mm-hmm. like Jason Priestley 90210 hair. Like it was huge yeah. with with the sideburns and the whole deal. You saw the those, extra pointy sideburns. Have you seen those pictures? Maybe. 
I think I have a – do I have a yearbook? Why do I think I have a yearbook here? John, we're why? not looking at your yearbook. Why would this I have is a an yearbook? Audio, this is an audio podcast. This is odd. I don't know. Anyway, uh, and, and so – and then like we talked about this other day. And then, I don't know, my, I just took it all off like with clippers one day. I was oh. at a friend's house and I'd never had my hair short ever. And we just we That's just terrifying. we just took it off. I put a hat on and asked, I didn't tell my parents I was doing it nothing. And like I just came home one day with a hat on and I was like, "Hey, look, and my hair was gone." And Johnny's been gone ever since. <laughs> you but you started saying? keeping it short after that. I did. It's way easier to manage. You know, I know how this came up because we posted a photo of, of me and Laura for our engagement at our 19th anniversary mm-hmm. and I straight up had you had like, bangs. You had the straight bangs, like, it was like a uh, straight cut. It was like somebody uh, was comparing Jim Carrey. Yeah, somebody was comparing it to the Jim Carrey Dumb and, and Dumb Dumber. Dumber when he sticks his head out the window. You know, oh. Austria. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good night, mate. And it was very. It was. And, and I remember this is funny. Did we talk about this? My wife, when we were engaged, yeah. like told me. I think we did say this. Maybe she told me she was like, John, I love you, but your haircut looks like a an oompa loompa. Wow. No, you didn't tell me that. Yeah. And I got super offended. Yeah. She was like... Sometimes girls don't know how to say things. Well, the deal Like, we was, get accused of being the insensitive ones. Yeah. But then you come across, like, that rare, honest moment from a woman that could just, like... Yeah. One time, uh, we, we laughed about this the other day. Curry said to me, she said... Uh, this is when we were dating. She said, if you were a flower... Um, <laughs> I don't know why she said it. I can't imagine what this is. Her mom planted these flowers in the front flower bed of their house when Uh we were dating. And she loved this this kind of flower. You're going to be a pansy. She said pansy. And I was like, she goes, because they're so happy. And I said, sweetie, I don't think think you know what issues. What you just did. What you just did to me. Yeah. Well, Laura, actually, no, I think she said I look like a veggie tail. It was something like that. Oh, no. Whatever it was, was super offended. I remember the day. Yeah. And then the other day, this photo services, because we're cleaning out my parents' house yeah. still, and this photo services, uh-huh. and I look at it, and 20 years later, I'm going, my wife was absolutely she was right. right. Like, And she still dated you, though. Well, I was like, like, what were you doing? Like, yeah. what were you thinking? And so I know she's not marry me for my looks, and that's, that's a great feeling as the looks continue to decline. You know what I'm saying? That's great. But I will just say this. Yeah. I wish I would have listened to her. You know, what would you have done different though? I would have cut my hair differently. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and there was the insecurity though. And like, she apologized. Well, yeah, she you get like, into a thing where you're like, keep your hair the same. Cause you're like, I don't want change. Yeah. This works. I don't this wanna, doesn't draw attention. Right. Thinking I'm not drawing attention by staying the same. I think that was the deception mm-hmm. of myself. Like if I just stay the same, yeah. I'm not drawing attention. Cause I can't tell anybody's paying attention to me now, but they probably were. I just didn't know. Isn't that the old thing? Like a guy, uh, Marries a woman hoping that she'll stay the same, and a woman marries a guy hoping that he can change. change, she can yeah. change him. I don't know if that's always true across the board, but it is interesting the dynamics there. I always say in pre- premarital counseling, I was like, "Look, you need to enter to this relationship thinking, yeah, what if the very worst thing about them that bugs me right now? What if it doesn't get better? In yeah. fact, what if it gets worse or at least stays just like this forever? Would I still go through with this?" Yeah. Because there's a really good chance. I think that in our marriage, we've actually both improved. And we we talk about that. I think we've both grown a lot. But a lot of – but you have to love each other. a lot more what you got for the most part. There is growth and there is people that do change. I mean, you know, some people marry somebody and they're a big party person and they settle down. They have kids. They quit drinking. That happens. So, But, yeah, for the most part, yeah, if somebody's like rude and – and awful. Like if you see, to me, one of the moments is like, if you see how somebody is to a waitress, Oh yeah, that's like a red flag moment. Yeah. If they're like so nice to you and then a waitress gets their order wrong and they just dress the waitress down and just demean them and yeah. are condescending and rude. You're like, Ooh, that's like, that's one of those things like we at least need to talk about it. Right. Before this continues. Yeah. Yeah. You need to look for the things where they're addressing other people and not just you. Because yeah. You, or people that can do them no good. You will people be that can't help them at some point. Yeah, you'll be that waitress. Yeah, I mean, that's a. I don't like the way you. That's very patriarchal just, of you to say. One day you'll be his waitress, and then he's gonna be no, mad at what you brought him. I'm, I meant actually, I'll be the waitress. I just I don't, that got weird. I just <laughs> I just feel like John. I see you as a pansy. There's, uh, I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> she she said you were a pansy. Oh, she meant man. well. She just meant you know. Yeah. 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 Anyway, it's it stuck with me and. 
Wow. Yeah. We're How's in counseling. Gonna be a flower? I don't see any. I don't see any sort of like besides Venus flytrap. I think she I can't just think of a. I think she was just flower. thinking like, who does? Yeah, who? Yeah. If you're gonna be a there's flower, there's ways of yeah. You could have just said anything. You'd be a primrose. Like what? I mean, what are you gonna do that would be mm-hmm. good for a dude? You know? Yeah, I didn't have any response except for don't do that. <laughs> you know, I didn't want. Oh well, I see you as a pink rose. No. Yeah. I was just like, what are you trying to do to yeah. me? Yeah. If you were gonna be an animal. Like maybe we can start there. Your spirit animal. You'd be like a, I don't know, some sort of wolf or something. Yeah. Like, I like yeah. that, you know. That's but, what you're saying to me? You think I'm a wolf? I'm saying, I'm I'm speculating on what you would uh, have wanted to hear from your wife if yeah. you guys would have taken this whole horrible mm-hmm. experiment to other things besides just plants. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> a weird thing, too, to just say, hey, you know what plant you remind me of? Right. If you were going to be a car, what, yeah. would, what would it be, Johnny? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. That is kind of a, that says that says more about your view of yourself, though. Yeah, not like what would you, but what you think you are. Right. Like, so what do you we think? should say. So what that, do you that, think you are? What really? No, it doesn't matter. You should tell me what you think I am. What I think you are? Yeah. If if I'm a car, I see you as uh, my buddy Marty has a Kia Nero. <laughs> okay. Now listen, it's a key. It's a Korean car. Yeah. And you know they don't a have the great name. They don't have the best reputation for but they're getting better kias have great reputations now. well now they do but i'm saying when they first came out of the career yeah. and they weren't well they weren't really well made blah blah, blah. Right. now you know, they, they have some of the best warranties blah blah, blah. you're saying but i'm a kiro nero you're a kia nero you can't even say it <laughs> kia nero i think you're kia nero because this is the, gonna be good <clears throat> he gets like it's a little suv he gets like 55 miles to gallon on this thing oh. and to me you're somebody who like there's not like a shock and awe about you but you're you extrapolate the most out of your gift of probably anybody that i know so i think you're you're economical in your your so fuel economy i'm relating to yeah i don't know john well that was that was nice that's pretty nice like like it's nothing it's it's not gonna be anything anybody really want no one's gonna no 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 no, any contests both for speed it's not gonna be the most expensive no it's not gonna look the best it's a it's a mid-tier and it may break down unless you no, get later, I don't think it, unless you get got, later models. It's got a warranty. It's got a. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I'll take that. That's a yeah. Psychologists might call that a mixed stroke, you know. But no, it's not. Like, it's yeah. I was like, yeah, you're pretty good for a dude. What was the? What what's the? Um, <laughs> Bob Smiley has a joke about that. The definition of a mixed blessing is getting a kidney transplant from a bedwetter. Yeah, <laughs> But no, I think uh, no, that's not. I mean, I mean, it's uh, with all the. I'm trying to figure. out. What do you want me to say? F one fifty, John, and just lie to you. <laughs> I think if you are a truck, you're one of those ones that has the double flip down tailgate now that like helps you get into the truck. Like, that a real truck climb up because the right? real truckers are all like, I ain't having no tailgate that helps me. <laughs> that's so funny. Have you seen that? People getting offended at those tailgates? Like that's yeah. not a real tailgate. That's it, hilarious to me. Yeah, like why are you choosing tailgates to be the expression of your masculinity? It just like it you just, must be struggling with masculinity if that's yeah. the case. Yeah. An extra step comes down. What? Not in my house. Whatever happened to hurting yeah. yourself when you get in your truck? That's right. It's a I blew my knee out when I was 18 I getting into my, my truck. I ACL on my F-150. We loved it. Oh. Anyway. That was just like that the truck owners are right here. What do you think I am, John? Trans Am. Oh, well, we've already been down that. That's yeah. true. Um, let's see. What would Johnny be? Honda Civic. Um, I'm sensible. Um, it's got to have leg room. I'm 6'4". You know what? You know one of the favorite car, one of the favorite cars I ever drove. Yeah, I ever drove. Is that right? Yeah. I don't, okay. Like you're gonna laugh at this, but I really, really, I would, I would go buy this car today if I could. But I was on a business trip in Orlando, and mm-hmm. the rental I was able to upgrade, and I got a Mini Cooper. You think I'm a Mini Cooper? And I gotta tell you something. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is it's, it's, it was. It, I don't know. It was just very enjoyable, and yet it got me from A to B exactly. And when I got out at the meeting, yeah. the guy I came, he was impressed. He was like, yeah. oh, you're driving a, a Mini Cooper, you know. And I was so you like, think people who are around me, they're, about, impressed. I, they're impressed by me. So I did an interview on so, a podcast. So far today, I've been called a pansy and a, and a Mini, Mini Cooper. Cooper. I did a podcast. This It was like a six-speed, by the way, with a sports shift. And yeah. so, I mean, I was flying to Orlando in that thing. I did a podcast this morning yeah. where I was a guest an interview and you know what they really i could tell i could tell when we got done they they were glad i was on there but you know what they really wanted mm. they wanted to interview johnny w no they were like maybe 
Maybe you could talk to, you know, mention to Johnny. And it was a great podcast. And I, will, and I told him I would mention it to Johnny, you. It's not but Johnny, true. you're the one. Everybody, it's, it's, it's the car everybody wants to drive, bro. Everybody loves it. Does anybody want to drive a Mini Cooper? I do. do I don't know? know. I don't know. It's a, it was now a, that you've experienced Have you it. ever driven one? No. Well, see, then you don't know. I just don't know that I'd fit in one. I think sure you chose me to be a car. You I'm, I'm literally a, you bigger than big, the car. My body is bigger than that car. You want car. me to pick a big car and give you an eating disorder? No, like, is that what you want? No, it's not that, I mean, John. Then we're going to get into all the jokes, and I don't want to do that. You're, no, it's, it's fine. It's, uh, it was a great it's a Mini great Cooper car. is fine. I just think you're wrong, but it's okay. I don't know. What do you want to be, like a Chrysler 300? You've driven those, haven't That's you? like an old man car, isn't it? No, you ever been in one? I've been in them. They're, They're fine. very nice. They are nice, but it feels like a car that you get when you're at retirement age. I was in an Uber the other day. It was a Chrysler 300. The thing about the Chrysler 300 that's interesting to me is that they have still the old school clock. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah. I've seen that. And the, the, little, and the little fake wood that yeah. it's laid into as well. Yeah. And I was just it, – that it does it, – it, it's So that those, right there tells you what their market is. They're right. not trying to get – No, I think that they're trying to be timeless with a younger market. It is very – it's luxury. It's, it's pretty nice. By the way, none of these are sponsors. No, no. And won't be. Probably don't want to be now. Maybe mm. they'll become patrons. I just want to say I like the flip-down tailgate. Yeah? You help me get into the truck easier, I'm on board. Literally, I will I, do it. It looks like a transform. I'm not sure I know how to work it. I think you can flip it down three or four different ways. It's yeah. like one of those things. Remember those old woodblock things that had the little string and you'd flip yeah. it and flip, 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 flip? It's, it's like very, that. Yeah, it's very much like I need an owner's manual to work it. And that, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I would love to try it if someone wants to give us a truck. Yeah. It'd be great. Well, that's the thing. That'd be a good test, though. One of those, like, uh, things. Are you an otter? Are you a whatever the animals are? It's like, what car do you think you are? And then have the people in the room say, what car? And then you read it aloud, and it's like the newlywed game. And then yeah. you get to feel bad about yourself. What car did you think you were? No, I don't know. You didn't. See, I never thought about it until just yeah, now. I hadn't either. So. We're on the spot. Yeah, I couldn't. It wasn't like I, I never have really been a car person, but I, I'm more of a car person now that I rent a lot of cars. Yeah. Because I, you drive by the cars, you're like, this is a nice car. Then you have to get in your old crappy car when you get home. You're like, I need to get a better car. <sighs> yeah, I'm looking at. I'm thinking about cars because you know yeah. I drive I drive very old cars. I'm thinking you know I drove it. my Toyota van for yeah. years. I've had three different ones of those. And if you don't know the Toyota vans, they it's like its own community of people that are into these old vans. Yeah, it's from like a 80, VW from eighty four to eighty nine, yeah. Toyota made a van that was this big boxy, almost like a VW bus. Yeah, it's very funky van. And nothing was where it's supposed to be. The engine is under the seat. Yep. So you have to flip up the seat. The battery is the battery's in a trap door in the floor behind the yep. seat on the in the cargo Near area. Near the ice maker. Yeah, there's an ice maker in some of those. Yeah. Uh, which I, that's so funny to me to think about Japanese people building these cars like Americans love ice. <laughs> They're gonna want ice while they drive down the road. And somebody like bought in that sure put the ice maker in. Why not? Yeah. But um <laughs> but I've had three of those and they're so fun. But they're funky little cars, and you're on the engine, so they get hot. Yeah. They're just weird. It's Things, like driving a Beetle. If you're into Beetles, you love them, but you would never go, this is a really well-made car. You just love the Beetle because you love them. Yeah. You would never be like, this is the best-made car ever. No, they weren't made to be that. They were made to be like the everyman, yeah. whatever. So the Toyota vans I loved, but I remember when we were on the road together as a band, our first vehicle in the band was a Toyota van. We yeah. got it for like 1000 2000 bucks or something. We bought it from a friend. We took it on a trip. And the thing about the seat has to flip completely up to get to the engine. And this thing drunk oil like a hoss. So if you drove it for a day, you'd have to check the oil or it would blow up. So the problem with that was we had gears stacked behind these seats (laughs) totally full because we took the back seats out. To the ceiling. To the ceiling. They're stacked up, you know, monitors and speakers and everything. Whole PA system, guitars. So we'd pull over in the middle of like summer in Tennessee somewhere. And the air wasn't working anyway. Air's not working. Yeah. We got to pull all this crap out of the van and sit it on the side of the road so that we can flip the seat up, a.k.a. the hood, yep. to get to the oil reservoir to fill oil. That was not fun. No. That's when you kind of go, what have we done? And then yeah. when you have to work on those cars, they're not fun to get. You can't no. get to anything because they're laid out weird. It made for a great funny song that we wrote. Oh, that's right. We did this Toyota Van song, which was, yeah, that was probably the most memorable song on that. And, and we had a lot of good times. But yes, when you're in it, you said something today about like running 
you said at lunch, you said you, you don't really like it when you're running, but you yeah. like it when you've got when done. When you have like, run. Yeah, I like, like having oh, had run. Yeah, I did that. And that's having, kinda, having had run. That's how, yeah, it's like a past perfect, present, future tense. Yeah. And, and the deal is that's kind of how some of the band You like running, were. though. You enjoy running. But when you said that, I thought, you know, I don't know if while I'm running I'm thinking – Am I enjoying this? Now, there's every once in a while I hit a stride and I think, oh my gosh, I feel great. Yeah. But there's a lot of time I, I well, really. You're proud am, yourself for being able to do it. Right. I'm so accomplished, the goal oriented, which I have to constantly downgrade yeah. myself from doing that. That's why I stopped running races. Like, I would rather go out, set a, set a, I'd rather go do it for the sake of it. Because when I have events, my life became very unhealthy earlier in life. Everything was event and mm-hmm. accomplishment driven. So it's very. Get to this, yeah. Get this arrival point, you know, which is a, a well. Whole you thing. talked in your sermon about the finding some songs that your feet are the drum beat. I've been doing that for years. So when I was yeah. running back in the day, because I've ran a few yeah, half running marathons, running to your BPM, yeah. You run, and there used to be an app called B Tunes, B E A T U N E S, B Tunes, and it would do that. It would isolate your whole playlist into BPMs, and you could make a playlist that was seventy beats per minute. It used to be, doesn't exist anymore. I don't know. Because I mean, iTunes is gone now, so I don't know if they can even. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, and now you can just Google like, give me a you know yeah. ten twenty popular songs in a hundred beats per minute. But anyway, so I would I had a whole playlist when I ran marathons and stuff. I would have my headphones on, but honestly, uh, the difference is. I have to turn my music loud. I can't run to just like yeah. nothing. Some people need to focus on the run, but I can't like, I don't like hearing the sound of myself dying, <laughs> which is what's happening when I'm running. Right. And so I turn the music up loud and I don't know what's going on, but I notice when I run in the park, like there's this loop and uh, I'm starting to start trying to get jogging again. And I remember the last time the the goal was the distance I get where someone's in front of me how close do I get to them before they turn around? Meaning they hear the steam train a coming <laughs> round the bend. Yeah. And they're scared for what monster is about to eat them because of my wheezing. So that's my goal is like 10 feet, 20 feet, 30 feet. That's when I know like I'm on the right path. I got almost 20 feet from this woman before she, <laughs> before she turned shrieked and stumbled out of my way. So that's my goal is that oh, distance. So I'm calibrating funny. it on that. That's funny. No, I really I <clears throat> there was a guy walking and I on Monday when I ran. Um <clears throat> and yeah, he I take my ear do you take do you take your ear out when when you pass people? Because sometimes uh-uh. they're not wearing ears and they and you say can be something like, no, to no, you. No, 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 no. Right, you shout can't. things at them. Yeah. And I don't know if they know, especially older, I'm not being stereotype. I'll sometimes they will obviously start talking to me because they can't see oh, right. that I have something in my and then I feel like a real jerk. I think sometimes people have said something to me. Yeah, like, you just blew by and them. I just went Song suckers. I just kind of waved. You Eat know? my dust, pops. And in the neighborhood, it's like, well, these may be people that live near me. Like, I don't want to be. Yeah, you don't. So I end up taking one ear out, which does. Like, there's a book. Okay, so there's a book I'm going to But you write. probably have good breathing. You don't have anything. I can be. talk pretty well. When you I'm, tried to. You answered a phone call. You called me back or something when I called. It was an accident. Day. Yeah, you called. I d- delayed, it, and then all of a sudden, in my head, I hear it dialing. I take it out of my pocket. And you go, hey, and I go. Hey man, you could call me back. <laughs> I didn't. Like, I was like, so, you don't need to. But I, I didn't want to do is it's hang not up an on emergency. you because yeah. then you would have called me back thinking that you missed the call. I was yeah. like, I might as well just go ahead and talk to him. But I don't want to say, hey, I'm running because that's going to waste a bunch of breaths. So I just, I just tried to have the call. I would never. That would just. I would just be like, I'd be on do not disturb. <laughs> I don't no. want anybody hearing me while I'm trying to exercise. I have a real like. If you break, if you so there's a there's a book I want to write. Okay. And it's about confidence. And mm-hmm. I talk a lot about confidence. And I want to call it the little dogs that chase you. Because if you've ever been running before, and I, especially in my old neighborhood, if I, I can be like in the zone running. And since, I, like you said, the, the music's up so loud and mm-hmm. I'm kind of in this place. And I, I'm, I'm, it really is mental. Like the, almost all of – it is a physical activity, but it is so mental. Yeah. Um, and, and and there's so much about pace and so much about like zone. Am I in this place where I'm I'm dialed into this, um, and then I'm in my own thoughts? And that's part of the the joy of it for me is I'm I'm getting away from wherever I am and I'm I'm kind of in this soul, you know, um, I guess enriching kind of place. It's also physical. This activity. feels like Scientology. But yeah. go ahead. You put on. I'm not joining your the aluminum foil, all of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know the and soul so, place. <laughs> and so, and, and I've, I've I've been running plenty of times, and all of a sudden, like 
I will catch something out of my periphery because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm dialed in forward and I'm watching for traffic, you know, coming at me. Yeah. And man, that little thing coming in your periphery will scare the absolute. Right. Just, it'll just scare you to death and you'll jump out of your skin. And it's just like some little yippy dog coming in and kind of nipping at your ankles, you know, I mean, tiny three yeah. pounds or whatever, but he will scare you. And to don't death. we all have a yippy dog? And isn't that just like, he's roaming like a, lives. like a lion. But the deal is the, the, the book idea is there are things that they really aren't that detrimental to your day, but they break your stride or they yeah. break your concentration or they keep your eyes from, from being, yeah on the right things, you know, mm-hmm. you're dialed into this and it doesn't take much. It takes one. In fact, oh gosh, I don't know how much of this I can say. So this morning I went into one of my old worship playlists. I was sitting kind of having in my car. I Ancient of days, off, more love, more power. <laughs> more love. More love. <laughs> more power. More power. Yo. And, and I was sitting and for some reason, I'll have to really code this. Oh, Some man. of you listeners will know what this is, but I'm not ready to talk about it because I don't even know if I could. Um, but there was there was something that happened to me that took up almost a year of my life. Yeah. Um, and it had legal implications. Yeah. And it was a pretty big deal. And it's something this, this code you're making it sound worse than it is by saying this. It sounds like you were on the lam. No, I, I wasn't in trouble for anything, but um, yeah. I could just say our church went through a lawsuit. Yeah. I could just say our church went through a lawsuit yeah. that was unrelated to anybody committing a moral failure or anything like that. Yeah. It was completely stupid was, and litigious and awful. It and, felt that way to us. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and we felt very attacked and felt very... Um, and and I, it was dropped. It was dropped. I, but I had to... But not until a mess. Right. Yeah. I, I had to kind of go... I had to kind of take what I do as a writer and as a pastor, and I had to really become – I had to help write a lot of legal briefs and things for what we were Mm -hmm. doing. And it just was a difficult time, very difficult time that I'm still recovering from, to be honest with you. And so there was a meeting that there was an audio recording of one of the meetings. And in my worship playlist today, that just starts playing. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I heard the voices of the people in the meeting, and I was in that meeting too – it, it literally, like, it was almost like trauma in some ways. Like, it, it created Yeah, PTSD this, yeah, action happened. My yeah. heart started beating real fast, mm-hmm. and I had, like, that adrenaline kind of kind of release. And How could that have happened, that it would end up in your playlist? I don't know. I don't know why it ended up there. Oh, man. No idea. That's why I don't do random, because you have, I have audio books. Oh, yeah, so yeah. So you'll just be like, you're hearing a song. <laughs> you hear a song, like an Eagle song, and then, a, oh, yeah, chapter Almond Brothers. Four. And like, yeah, it's chapter 82. <laughs> and, but I sat there like an idiot, though. Yeah. And it, it did. It messed up the pace for me today. Yeah. Like, I had to reset myself. It's like that little dog. Like, it's not, it, it's over. I, I'm away from it. But that moment of it out of the blue. Yeah. And so I, that's, the, that's the book for me. Like, the things, there is a confidence that is supposed to be spiritual and there's a confidence that you're supposed to not have. And the Bible says that, um, that we are those who, who worship by the spirit, who glory in Christ Jesus and who put no confidence in the flesh. Right. And that flesh word is a big, like, Oh, you know, people, people really struggle with that word, but it, it just would mean the the thing of your life. That's not the spirit, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, so, you know, if you can get away from whatever that connotation or that old school connotation is, but, so I was supposed to have no confidence in that and then no confidence lost. It says that in Hebrews 11, ooh, no, Hebrews 4.11. Oh, Johnny, 4.13. Oh, I don't want to look it up. I want to get it right. Anyway, Just say it. it says, it says, on, don't throw away your confidence. Right. Hebrews 4.13. I'm pretty sure do not throw, therefore do not throw away your confidence for it has a great reward. I got to look it up. I just got to make sure. I'm just curious. We need a producer. Hebrews 4.13. What, what do you think? Listeners, you think we got it right? Philippians 4.13. I can do all things. Yeah. That, Christ, that one would have made more sense. Hold on. I'm coming right here. Oh, I was way off. It's Hebrews 10.35. What's 4.13? 4.13 is Philippians 4.13. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. Therefore, do not throw your confidence, for it has a great reward. So, anyway, John, that's the idea, though, of like— You lost the sword drill. You break—I did. Sorry. I, the scriptures are there, but the references sometimes elude Remember me. the sword drills? God, one of the best. Well, I did Bible quiz. It's one of the funniest things about Christian culture. Like, oh. you, know, you shout out a, a scripture, and usually in a chapel setting. Yeah. Whoever gets to the text and starts reading it first wins the sword drill. 
But my favorite part was, no tabs. You couldn't have tabs on your Bible <laughs> or you were disqualified. Remember the little tabs on your... It's such a Christian culture thing because it's So like, great. Yeah. So if you, you were like a ringer, if you had tabs and we were like, okay. Yeah, kids are buying Bibles with tabs so they can win sword drill, not so they can... They cheat at a thing that makes them look better in the eyes of other Christians. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I did Bible quiz. It was memorizing all these scriptures and I have yeah. all these... I'm a real mnemonic device kind of guy when it comes to memorization. So like yeah. I'm a please my dear Aunt Sally parentheses you know every good boy does fine isn't that a thing every good boy does fine is isn't that for music charts yes yeah e- please my dear Aunt Sally parentheses exponent multiplication subtract no please my dear I don't even know this one you don't know please my dear Aunt Sally it's please order of dear, operations please my dear Aunt Sally parentheses uh, or please excuse my dear Aunt Sally if you're a little more advanced exponents this is the order you do math. Oh, see, well, if, that, if you there you lost me there. I was terrible at Multiplication, that. my, division, dear, ant, addition, Sally, subtraction. So if you see something with, if you see this, you got to know what, if I see a thing that has multiple operations, it has parentheses, exponents, it has multiplication, yeah. division, you can't just do it in a random order. You've got to do the parentheses first, then you do the exponent, then you do the multiplication and division, then you do the addition and subtraction. This is... You didn't do Please Madeira, Sally. No, you're blowing really? my mind here. This is like goodwill hunting stuff. <laughs> Like you're mopping the floors, but you know how to solve the thing on the dry erase board. <laughs> I do. Beautiful. I do mop floors. It's actually. Beautiful. Mop floors yesterday. Um, but that I, back to that to the idea. I, I do think that there are things that break our stride. Yeah. You know, and and that they steal your confidence. Somebody yesterday told me like, there's a it's a real it's a real common expression in church that we don't want to use if if we're kind of. Um, if we struggle with common expressions in church and that is something that steals your joy, yeah, you know, but I think that's a real thing and something that kind of takes you out of that stride. I just, I'm really on this kick right now that there is a, that there is a setting your mind on things above is a thing. It's supposed to be a practice of believers. It's not just yeah. poetry. Like, no, set your mind on these things. And if you start looking for scriptures that are really targeted to that end, mm-hmm. finally, brothers, whatever things are noble or honest or pure or, or praiseworthy, yeah. think about them. Like, set your mind yeah, on Yeah, it those. matters. But I, the cynical part of me is always, I fight with that because I'm always like, all right, well, this almost sounds like you're brainwashing, brainwashing yourself. Yeah. Like, you just, oh, well, I won't, I won't see the world as it is. I'm a very, I try to be a realist, but then I end up being a pessimist because I'm like, I'll end up. It's funny, though, because the same people who are like, that's not real, you know, it's not, doesn't matter, like, just see the world as it is. You're just trying to, like, you know, conjure up these good thoughts, yeah. like you're Stuart Smalley, I'm good enough, smart enough. But then those same people will be like, you got to get toxic people out of your life, bro. Right. They're the same ones who agree, and they've affirmed with their own life, that being around negativity makes you negative. Yeah. Well, what that, I think that the that the hidden assumption to this being a brainwashing in a faith context yeah the hidden assumption is is that the negative parts are the real world mm-hmm. that that's the hidden assumption philosophically yeah. that goes with that that no no the way i think about the world is the real way what yeah. you're doing is trying to think the other way i think that the f- correct faith perspective is no 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 the way jesus sees the world is the real world mm-hmm. you're the one brainwashing yourself like you said with all of these other things to see it a different way i'm returning to what I really believe this. God's ways are the right ways. So when I set my mind on things above, I'm setting my mind on the real world. <laughs> I'm not brainwashing myself. I'm I've, I'm getting rid of the brainwashing that has caused me to stop seeing God's ways. I mean, if I don't have hope, if I don't have peace, these are the things that were here before the world fell into sin. And now the counterfeit is not the faith. The counterfeit is the way that we're all, you know, in it right now. I want to get rid of the counterfeit and return. Um, and so I think for me, it's that that then gets you challenged on what you really believe. Like, do I believe God's ways are the real ways? Yeah. Um, and that'll, that's like really liberating for me. But then I'm free to pursue what's positive without like that. Yeah. Everybody, like that eye roll. Oh, this guy's just trying to be positive. No, no man. I think the hard part is the unlearning. We've talked about before growing up in like uh, an Assemblies of God or Pentecostal bent on things of almost like Manifest Destiny or like the name it, claim it thing. There's the old joke of like uh, three different denominations. They die and they go to hell. And then the, when you get to the Pentecostal guy and he's just saying, I'm not in hell. I'm not in hell. I'm right, not in hell. Right, right. Almost like we'll confess our way out of we're not going to accept reality. Yep. Uh, and that's the hard part to unlearn 
to get to the place where you're like, no, but there is a thing where focusing on positive things can bring about positive things. But there are limits to all that, but I'm saying but, like, yeah, the cynicism doesn't get you anywhere either. It's, it's, it's destructive in, in and of itself. Well, it's a religion as yeah. well. I mean, and, and it, it will, it will um, pass both the eye test and the philosophical test for everything that a religion passes. Yeah. Cynicism, because number one, it requires faith. It really does, because there's a lot of things you don't have the answers to, yet you choose to believe negatively. Yeah. Like you're literally choosing to believe something that you can't see and can't explain. Um, you may have some evidence, just as I have. Well, and honestly, faith. just like the faith in the good, like you make it happen, but by your faith in it. Yeah. Because like I have faith that this won't go well because yeah. it never has, or this is just the kind of stuff that happens to me. And you go into that, and because of your energy in pursuing that or lack of, yeah. You make it happen, and then you go, I was right. Yeah. You know, I knew I shouldn't have trusted this person, yeah. or I knew I should have trusted myself here. So, yeah, it, I, I have to check myself on that a lot. Well, because, I mean, your actions or your 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 steps will follow your beliefs, I mean, yeah. in, in many, many ways. Um, and I think the other thing about going back to the what keeps this from becoming like a prosperity gospel kind of thing of I'm, I'm not in hell, I'm not in hell – is that I think the true biblical faith, when I think about what's true or praiseworthy, it's not just positive thinking mm-hmm. because I will begin then to desire things that the world thinks are negative if they are according to God's will. I will – I won't necessarily wish for them, mm-hmm. but I will see the joy in them. It's a Tyler Trent thing. It's a whomever in your life. Those who seem to be closer and have a, a greater grasp of faith, they had that joy and that positive in the middle of what the world and any of us would call suffering. Mm-hmm. And so I think that I'm not trying to wish away the suffering. I am finding in the suffering, if God allows it to happen in my life, I'm finding this um, place of purpose and meaning where my joy is not taken away from me because it wasn't based upon circumstances. Circumstances come and go, and they certainly affect me. But when I keep returning to something deeper and find my and find a purpose deeper in that, knowing okay, this is literally a blink. Is if I believe what Jesus says, this is literally a blink. In fact, the, the Dallas Willard I read. I'm still reading Dallas Willard. Yeah, I heard him say this morning in the book. It's funny. I heard him say in the book, yeah. like he's reading. <laughs> he stormed to me. into your worship playlist yeah. too. He he said a lot of Christians. They believe that Jesus believes this. Yeah. And that's a that's really where you begin. So you if you're if you're a follower of Jesus, like what he's saying, like you want to believe it for yourself and you believe mm-hmm. that he believes it and knows it. So you're now putting your trust in him saying it's this way. Mm-hmm. But it's not your ways yet. Like that's what becoming a, a, a deeper disciple becomes over time. You stop just going, Well, if Jesus were here right now, he would say, Love your enemies. Yeah, like a, a disciple who matures just begins loving their enemies. Yeah, because the ways of Jesus become their ways and their thoughts, not just I think that Jesus thinks this. It's now what I think, and that's that that process over time. So that I'm not. Yes, I'm always having to discipline myself to you know to stop in the moment because I am still I have that that sin nature, whatever you want to call it. I have that flesh. I have those things that will. That will still have anger and, and anxiety towards the things of this world. So, but but that's my opportunity to, to just take another step into. Oh. Okay, I want my my mind aligned with what Jesus's mind is, not just want my mind think about what Jesus thinks about. You know, like that. If that makes sense, it sounds like double talk, maybe Johnny. But um. <laughs> no, I like it. Um, yeah, that's good, man. I don't know, John. <laughs> I believe you believe it. Is that enough? No, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, and I think that happens with pastors too. You know, how many people in churches are like, well, he seems really convicted uh, the way he's saying this, or he's very charismatic and he sure delivered this. I believe my pastor believes this. And then you build your thing around that. But if you never develop it for yourself, then the pastor falls. Yeah. There goes everything you've built because you just kind of were like basing your ideas on this person who seemed, man, he really seemed, you know, when he said this with conviction, I, I, he sold it. It was good. And then, but if you never develop it for yourself, yeah. you know. What's the difference between learning how to read architectural plans yeah. and seeing that they're sound and right and that they do work? And it's so important. You cannot build without them. And then going out and digging footers mm-hmm. according to them. 
and both are important. I think, again, be, and, and I don't think what he was saying, what I would say, that is the place we all begin. This, the, I believe, but held my unbelief is a fine place to be. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just not the place I think we have to always stay. There are always going to be some part of my life that needs that. And I think some of us are more prone to doubt or to question all those things. I think there's disposition and temperament and, and the way that we're made, the way we see the world and the yeah. lenses and all those things. And I think that there's total, it goes back to that Thessalonians passage, you know, that says, admonish the idle, uh, encourage the faint hearted and help the weak and be patient with all. Like, you know, there's just some areas in my life I'm weaker than you in. And that in those cases, I need help and I have grace and, and I keep growing there, but I may never be the one who carries the torch for that area of my life. Yeah. And there are places then that you're weaker in. And, and it's okay. That's how the community and, and how grace and all those things helps us to hold each other up. It's really the beauty of it all. And you want to talk now about the areas I'm weaker in. And I think, Johnny, you, you know why I've called you here. You have uh, a list with you It's now. in OneNote. It keeps, oh, that's yeah, cool. It gets populated. There's the a video in on Twitter that I saw this morning where somebody's sitting in like almost where the choir would, but it's like the side area of a, like a Baptist church. And the pastor's on, looking at his notes over the lectern and he says, uh, there's 10 points to this. Number one, and the lady, the lady looks like a 30-year-old woman. She looks up and goes, she has this, her eyes kind of bug out like, one of ten? Yeah. It's such a funny video. Ten points. Number one. She goes, what? Yeah, I try really care. I try to be really careful now to not say I'm closing. Until, oh, yeah. Until I truly. That's the old trick. It's the old hoodwink as yeah. I begin to close. What I will say is the last one. But I don't call it the closing if I can, you know. It was so funny. Uh, do you watch The Good Doctor? I was watching Good Doctor. So he's autistic, you know, he's a surgeon and his like mentor is this surgeon as well. And the guy is, he's getting married later in life and he's kind of jumping into it and he's really, really nervous about it. And he's talking to his autistic friend who has no relational like abilities. He cannot relationally help, but mm-hmm. he asks advice anyway, just because they're friends. Yeah. And he says, and the, and, and the autistic, you know, younger guy says, you're asking me? He goes, yeah. He goes, I have nothing to say to you because I don't even understand what it is you're asking. Yeah. He says, and I find it interesting that you're asking me a question you've already made a conclusion about. Hmm. You already know the answer. He goes, what do you mean? He goes, well, a minute ago, you just called you just called your ex-wife, who you usually call your ex-wife, your first wife, which indicates you've already decided that this other woman is your second wife. You've uh-huh. never called her your first wife before now. You've always called her your ex-wife. Hmm. And like the guy's mind's like blown and so without being able to offer for him, he was able to see something that the other guy couldn't see. Yeah. Like, oh, I, apparently I have made this decision. So at, at any rate, it's just fascinating to me that there are parts, there are blind spots that just by being together and how we're made, mm-hmm. that we will help each other through. Like I'm not, I don't, there, there are things you say sometimes that just make sense to me because I'm not made that way. You know, but I could not see that angle. It was it was not that it was intentional that we had the right conversations, but it also was just that there are different parts to yeah. to our temperament. So, but I do think that the idea that we began, it's okay to just be okay that Jesus knows and trust Jesus. That's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or even have friends in life that you trust, that their faith holds you in, yeah. in places, not in all places, I think, but it can hold you in a lot of places. Um I think that's that's the way that the nature that God made these things that I, I lean into your strength and you lean into mine. Um, but I also think it's exciting to think it's exciting for me when I reach places in life where I look up and go, well, I think I really believe that. I think I really think that way now. Mm-hmm. Like now that's no longer just the thought process of somebody else whom I trusted. There was a reason. Or an I, idealistic version of yourself. Right. Yeah. I, I'm not there yet. I think instantaneously on yeah. forgiving my enemies and those things. I think that no, you still have a huge list of those. Oh my that gosh. you want to boil in oil and make soap from. I'm going to list them alphabetically right but. now. Um, <laughs> I have it memorized. I have a, mnem- a mnemonic device for oh, it. That's yeah, nice. Please, my dear aunt, Sa- aunt Sally, really, that's a- she must be stopped. I don't have an aunt Sally. I'm just kidding. But um, no, it's a it's a it's a process, and and so I, I think I'd like to know from the listeners: Would you read a book called The Little Dogs? The Little Dogs that Chase You. Like, and on chased the, by little dogs, the little dogs that chase you. I don't know. And I, then it would be like like ten things that that startle you that are really little that you don't realize it. Ten things that in your life that just happen that 
every day. It's like the little foxes that spoil the vine. It's Sean, very much like that, but I didn't want to go to little. I've looked up that. I've heard preachers. Little foxes. I've heard preachers use that scripture a bunch, and I would love because it's so great. Yeah. You know what they say? The little foxes spoil the vine. But if you go read the real scripture, yeah. do you want me to look it up and tell you no, what it says? No, I don't. You're telling me it's been taken. I don't. I want to believe that the pastors that I were under got it right, John. I'm not saying it's out of context. I just have trouble making the application mm-hmm. in the way that they do. Um, the little foxes. I got to look it up. I got to look it up right now. I want to see. I want to see what it says. Little foxes. Here it is. It's in Song of Solomon, by the way. Uh-huh. So there's there goes your 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 first like okay, it's not gonna be probably, it's probably what you thought. Allegorical, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's about po- the bride poetic language. adoring her beloved. Mm-hmm. My beloved, this is verse we'll we'll go into Yeah. Oh, verse fourteen. Oh my dove, in the clefts of the rock and the crannies of the cliff, let me see your face and let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. Catch the foxes for us, the little foxes that spoil the vineyards, for our vineyards are in blossom. That's where that comes from. Okay. So it does acknowledge that little foxes spoil vineyards. So I suppose you could use it's it. It's interesting to think how many like fundamentalist Baptist pastors have preached that without the subtext of spoiling vineyards is bad. <laughs> when they all preach against drinking, you know, but spoiling the vineyards is the is the bad thing in that scenario. Even oh. if you even if you took it literally and it wasn't allegorical language for whatever they think their love is and the the wine of our love and the the majesty of romance, etc. Yeah, the if they're literally talking about vineyard, vineyards, and you're like, oh, the little foxes, you don't want little foxes to get into your vineyards because then you couldn't have what we now know as grape juice. <laughs> like that's how they would tie it all together. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Vineyards back then, yeah, mint, yeah, Welch's grape juice. <laughs> no, and again, if you really read Song of Solomon, I mean, like the next, the next verse, it's very, uh, my beloved is mine and I am his. He grazes among the lilies until the day breathes and the shadows flee. Turn my beloved, be like a gazelle or a young stag on cleft mountains. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of allegorical, metaphorical, yeah, it is. Um, it's innuendo of, yeah, it's, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. he's looking. What you? What was Curry's joke? It was the best joke ever. Oh, right. I don't know. He sneaks in your window. Yeah, there's a whole thing about a. <laughs> it was so good. Uh, yeah, but I don't know, man. That's yeah, song of Solomon. It's poetic language, but that's the thing about biblical literalism. That's a little bit dangerous. Is when we do that, we make a whole thing about thing that was poetic language. Yeah, clearly poetic language. That's the hard part. Um. Yeah. Instead of saying, "What was the spirit of this? What's the context of this scripture?" Yeah, and you isolate it and be like, "This is actually about how sin gets into your vineyards, or you know, whatever." Right. You, you it was really it. about two lovers not wanting little things to come between them. Uh, yeah. At least it was that I would say. Yeah. But 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 I do believe the Song of Solomon is it is inspired by God, and it it is a type and shadow of the divine romance Christ's love between, for the church. Yeah, it's there. But there's you know again, it, it is a poetry book. It was. It's meant to be poetry, much as Psalms is a book of songs, you know. And so, it has great theology, and it certainly is. And a lot of the songs don't rhyme, and it's kind of a bummer. They don't rhyme at all. What's the deal? Work on it, David. Oh my goodness. Be better. Just be better, David. Yeah. And the dude wrote like the. You think that our songs are long sometimes? This guy, the hundred nineteen. We talked about Bathsheba being in the bath and how convenient that was. Yeah, don't you think? It's too much. Translation to English there was way too convenient. Feed met her been a bar, which had been Beersheba. Mm-hmm. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know that. That's funny. If your name is Bathsheba, just don't get in the bath, right? Or I don't know, put up Stay a tarp up. or something. Shower Sheba. Like, couldn't you see? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a product. It does. Order now, Shower Sheba. <laughs> it's like a five-blade razor like the Uzi <laughs> we talked about. <laughs> and a, and the a, first blade cuts the skin and lifts it. Then, the second blade swoops in to a, a layer of sinew. Ninth blade comes yeah. in and, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cuts to the bone. And we hope that we haven't cut you to the bone today, listener. Mm. You know, we hope that today it's been just a pleasant Shave. <laughs> Shower Sheba. Oh my gosh. Shower Sheba. That was Salad Shooter. 
Remember that? Salad, salad shooter. Where you'd cut up all your vegetables yeah. and shoot them across the room into the yeah. bowl. Yeah. What happened to salad you shooter? Like that was unafraid a good to toss your own. You're too lazy to toss your own salad. No, it you cuts it up as you do it, it though. Yeah. It's a fun, it's like a thing for kids. Like, hey, I'm having fun with veggies. Yeah. Until they shoot it at each other. You yeah. think they wanted to shoot it into the bowl? A cucumber I think right in the face. What killed my brother? Oh, my cucumber gosh. Cucumber right in the face. Oh, my gosh. How tragic. Yeah. No, yeah. he's still around. Yeah, he's doing, he's doing okay. He's doing just so, fine. Yeah. Hey, guys, we appreciate you listening today. It's been a fun day. It was great talking uh, with my friend Johnny, and I was telling somebody on that other podcast this morning uh, that uh, they, they asked us, how do we start this? And I was like, you know, we just we were just friends who talk about you know dumb things and spiritual things and friendship things at a table, and we thought we might push record one day. So appreciate you joining us at that table. That's kind of the premise of what we do here and the paradigm uh, by which we do what we do. So, oh, man. If you have more things for us to talk about, send us your uh, questions or your topics. Uh, you can always follow Johnny on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all the places where uh, his socials exist and myself as well. Um, we are this week going to be releasing just for our patrons that aforementioned foreshadowed video of some of our old funny videos. We're going to release that on uh, Patreon. So if you're uh, if you're wanting to see that, go and check out Become One of Our Patrons on Patreon. We'd love to uh, mail you some stuff. Yes. And, also and if you're a Nashville listener, the day this comes out, yeah. I have a show at Zany's that's a TV taping for a channel, brand new channel that Opry, the Grand Ole Opry is putting out in 70 million homes. So yeah. if you're a Nashville listener... Go get, you can still get tickets to that probably when yeah. this comes out and come to Zany's uh, in Nashville and see me record uh, for television. Yes, please. Please go. It's going to be amazing. We're very proud of you. It's going to be awesome. And, uh, yeah, can't wait. Mm. It's going to be awesome. So mm. we hope. But uh, share with your friends. Leave us a review. Leave us some comments. Uh, hopefully it'll be positive. But we'll take all kinds, Johnny. We'll take all kinds. And uh, we do appreciate you listening. We'll see you next time. Huh? Is life feeling chaotic? I get it. I'm Rachel Wojo, host of the Untangling Life podcast. Don't miss the passionate encouragement and faith-based resources you need to help you clear your head and calm your heart. As Shell says, it feels like Rachel always knows what I need to hear. She keeps it real and is so humble. Her podcast is just the cherry on top. Enjoy Untangling Life with Rachel Wojo on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast app now.